The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming down the aisle, it's time to farm. Who the hell are you to tell the chop anything? Yeah! He has broken it! And that's the bottom line. I've got the stop of profile like never before. Woo! Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with... What up, Katie? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We had WrestleMania weekend, and what a weekend it was. I actually was happy to see wrestling, and I don't care that no one was in the crowd. Overall, it made for a better Saturday and Sunday night than without wrestling. I was pleasantly surprised at how fun this WrestleMania wound up being. And I believe there's a bunch of, like, there's some, like, deep marks that are, like, it, it was the worst wrestling ever. Yeah. And I was, like, like these, like, It reminds angry. me of when my mom burnt my Pop-Tart, and I was, like, <laughs> Mom, you're not my mom anymore. Oh, I hated it. Well, you know, I understand. There, It was different, that's for sure. Yeah. So we're going to talk a lot about WrestleMania, what happened. We'll break down some of the matches. Um, also, what's going on with AEW? There's a new talent over there. We're also going to discuss what's going on with John Moxley. People say that I look like him if I was in better shape, which that's a high compliment uh, for me, not a great compliment for Mox. He's going against Jake Hager, or Jack Hager, rather. And there are some people who are like, what are they doing with Hager? Is he ready for the main event? Should he be in the spotlight? Should he lose? Can he afford to lose career-wise right now when it comes to his brand? What they're trying to push forward, obviously, uh, he is part of the inner circle with Chris Jericho, who is having an amazing time in a hot tub right now, perhaps as we speak. For sure. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. But without a doubt, the biggest news in the wrestling world was WrestleMania 36. What an event it was. An event so big, they had to do it over two nights. I felt good with my Old Country Buffet <laughs> um, Golden Corral analogy. Yeah, it stands. It stands. It stood the test of time. It did. Much like leaving a Golden Corral Yes, you don't feel great, but you're full. Uh, you might you you feel as if you did go through something. Yes, I was more satisfied leaving the buffet Sunday than I was for Saturday, but it was still a really? good time. Yeah. Okay, well, let's start that. That's the first toss-up of the day. 
Which WrestleMania was better? WrestleMania Part 1, WrestleMania Part 2. Katie, you believe WrestleMania Part 2 was actually a better show? I do. I mean, like, match quality, uh, I think Night 2 was better. However, I mean, the Boneyard match is the hot gas. Yeah. We are going to talk about AJ Styles versus Undertaker in the Boneyard match. Woo! That, of course, took place on Part 1, which is why I put Part 1 just above Part 2. And I'm grading that solely on both of the more cinematic performances. Mm -hmm. Of course, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena and Taker versus AJ Styles. Two very cinematic approaches to professional wrestling that we will talk about. uh, Both the, the good, the bad, and the brilliantly ugly. We will get into that. But Part 2, I think the biggest part... Or the biggest moment was Drew McIntyre finally claiming a belt that he was supposed to win. It was cute. Almost 10 years ago, of course, Drew McIntyre beating Brock Lesnar. It was adorable. It was exciting. I was excited to see him win. Obviously, he's super over. Yes. Uh, I, I, I feel I, I battle with going, like I'm trying to get myself out of the mindset of being um vaguely disappointed for the performers to have these WrestleMania moments in front of no crowd. Like that's yes. the I'm trying to get past that. Like it clear it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen for a while. Get over it. But at the right. same time, I can't help but just feel a little a little empathy for oh fuck, this would have been so he would have had his he would have really had his moment yes. in a stadium full of you know, 90,000 people. I completely agree. And Drew, his story, there's a great docu-series on WWE Network. Uh, This is just their 24 series where they kind of follow a professional wrestler around for a day. He really has gone through the ringer. Yeah. Uh, He was, he came in sort of a golden child, uh, you know, and never really fulfilled potential. And that's what he was talking a lot about. He was talking about how, Every year, he's always the future, and at some point, he just becomes the past with never having a present. Yeah. And I thought that was a really great way for him to put it, so I empathized with him in his long, long journey, a journey that many people thought he wasn't going to have to necessarily go on, but thank God that he did. He came back stronger, better than ever. Brock Lesnar willing to put him over, which is, as we know, something that Brock does not like to do, (laughs) never does. Never, very rarely. So it was really the highest compliment that Drew McIntyre could have gotten from Vince, from the WWE universe, from Lesnar, and he deserved every bit of it. One of the things that he talked about, and it resonated with me, and especially here at LPN, you know, Marcus, Henry, and myself, we've kind of done everything the Stone Cold Steve Austin way, a.k.a. the hard way, <laughs> uh, for better or for worse. I don't know if we wanted to do it that way, but it is what it is. And McIntyre was talking about that as well. He was sort of sad that there was going to be no audience. Yeah. And in, and in the interview, he's like, but of course. Of course, I finally get my big shot. And of course, there's a pandemic. Why Why wouldn't wouldn't there be? be? (laughs) Why wouldn't there be? That's what I was talking with Marcus about, too, because it was a little bit we were a little bummed out that we had to cancel our book tour in April. And I was just on the phone with him. I'm like, of course, of course, there's a pandemic. 
We have we have a tour bus. Why would anything? I can't even believe I had the audacity to think that something wasn't gonna go horribly wrong. <laughs> how how dare we even pretend like things were going to go as planned? And so for Drew, I just resonated with him on that point where it's like, yeah, My I'm gonna guy. be the I'm gonna be the WWE champion, and no one is gonna be there to chant my name. Of course. Yep. If if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, did it still make a sound? <laughs> the but you poor know, guy. It did make a sound in Zoom conversations all over the country. I wasn't country. on Zoom. I've got it. I I created a Zoom party on Sunday Great. and we lived it up. This is full disclosure, so I have not been drinking during the quarantine, but I did drink a bit on Saturday because it was a Zoom party. I said, you know what? This is close enough to having people in my home. And I didn't even have to clean or shower. I mean, that's the best part about, that's kind of the best part about a pandemic. (laughs) It really is. And then I was so hungover. We're recording this on Tuesday. I'm still hungover because my body isn't used to booze that I was too hungover to go to a Zoom party. I looked in the mirror and was like, I am too disheveled to hit join now. I'm like, what is wrong with (laughs) that? That's a new low. It was such a low. And then I got sad that I wasn't in the Zoom party, but I also was like, I can't. I can't I'm not in the headspace. I can't handle a Zoom party. So now even in the future, I'm still finding ways to avoid going out to parties. You're just depressed on top of a pandemic depressed. Yes. Perpetual depression. But people, Drew McIntyre, I hope that he heard the cheers. Uh I'm sure that he got a lot of uh, support backstage. You know, a lot of like hell of a job, dude. And we're going to talk a little bit about what's next for Drew McIntyre, because I think he's going to have a bit of a title run. Yeah. Hopefully this isn't hopefully they don't 24 seven this title and just like have him give it up right away or something. I think he worked so hard and the storyline. It was one of the better storylines that Brock has had as well, don't you think? I mean, I hate Brock so much that like I don't think anything that he's involved in is good. But I will give him this. It was better than some of his storylines. <laughs> it, wa- it but it was because it was. but we it, have, because we have of two Drew, big boys, obviously. You know, controversial corner once again. By the way, I want to thank everyone who supported me with my claims that Goldberg. Ooh. We're going to talk about that match he had with Braun Strowman should not be in the Hall of Fame. I got a lot of people being like, "I agree, Goldberg shouldn't be there." You got some heat on that one. I just, I don't think he deserves it. He injures too many people. But when it comes to Brock Lesnar, I respect his athletic ability. Mm-hmm. And I think he has the, uh, he has the capability of putting on a great match. How, I will say the match between Brock and Drew was garbage. But yes. we knew that was well, coming. We knew it was going to be kind that. of like a shitty match, right? So this was sort of copy and paste of every Brock Lesnar match versus fill in the big guy. Mm-hmm. Finisher upon finisher upon finisher. Basically the friend that you don't play fighting games with on PlayStation because it just sucks to play with them. They don't even try to do anything cool. Yeah, It was a bit like that. It was exactly like that. <laughs> what did the match time out? Maybe seven minutes? Seven and a half yeah, minutes? Eight minutes? I mean, yeah, I, I, I would say at the most. So it was a typical Lesnar match when it comes to that. I don't know what it is when it comes to the WWE and how they're treating these heavyweight, air quotes, heavyweight fighters. Mm-hmm. I think that Vince has somehow taken into his mind 
that people just want to see the power moves because we can sort of kind of transition here a little bit to Braun Strowman, but I do want to talk about what's next for Drew um, before that. But it's the same thing with Braun Strowman and Goldberg. Whatever the hell that match was, that was. It's just big move after big move after big move. But I remember a time when bigger wrestlers would still wrestle, tell stories in the ring, wrestle. Well, and I wonder, and then you bring up a good point because I wonder. Yes, it was. They were just hitting spots, but I wonder how much different like if the old school wrestlers were in an era that we're in right now or in a situation we're in right now where there is no audience how different would the wrestling actually be because i'm i'm not sure if we're i'm not sure if it was a bad i mean it wasn't a great match period but i'm one i'm not sure if i'm i'm being a little more lenient on it because of the like current circumstances you know what i mean right of course and Obviously, the outcome was something that the universe wanted. Yeah, and we we everyone wanted it. We got what we wanted. Uh, I I I'm excited for him. I I think you know, spot for spot, the match was a waste of time. But it is what it is. We got what we wanted. Okay, fine. Let's move on. And great WrestleMania, everybody. High fives. I I was thinking the same thing. Obviously, as we know, we live in a surveillance state. Don't even get me going. It's a police state. Okay. Oh shit. But when people are being watched, actions change. Yeah. And so I do, I was wondering that same thing where it was like, would these matches, like would the spots that we saw in the tag team ladder match, which was not a tag team match, it was a singles three-way match that was a tag team match. You figure that out. With Kofi and, and Morrison. And uh, I believe it was, uh, what which Uso was it? Jimmy. Jimmy and Jimmy Uso. That match had some really cool spots that I know for a fact the Pops would have been there. Mm-hmm. And I I just instinctively felt like they could have taken that one more level up. If there mm-hmm. was a crowd, I think that crowd would have just taken it to that next spot. Totally. Because no one killed, oh, thank God, but no one really did anything. Like we didn't, it was, it was not nearly as aggressive as p- past ladder matches. 100%. And the one thing that I do think they could have done more of is I wanted more shit talking in that match. Yes. Like Jimmy Uso had a couple like good wild lines. He did. And I just, I want, I could watch him talk shit all night. I want like lean into that, like talk all the shit. It's keeping things interesting in addition to you doing great things. But like it's, it is kind of making up for uh, that lack of audience. It's giving me, giving us something else to like root for. You know who really did shine in all of these matches as well? Not to be like the ultimate. Um, I I feel like this opinion is uh, one of someone that really loves like the uh, like an authoritarian regime, like someone who's like Darth Vader has a lot of good fiscal policies, <laughs> but one of the heroes was the referees. Oh yeah, they kept things moving. Yeah, they kept things moving, and you actually got to hear them interact. And I was like, sometimes they were kind of funny, and they they were more performative, totally. I think than they usually are. Yeah, you're definitely hearing a lot more. I, I haven't heard, and what's surprising is you haven't heard a lot of them slip and call moves. Like we haven't. No. I mean, and of no. course they've had weeks to edit this, but like there hasn't been a lot of slip ups, which I kind of expected more of, even under even under a WWE edit. Yeah, absolutely. They were everyone was doing their best to keep the match going. So we have Drew McIntyre beating Brock Lesnar, embracing the belt, looking at it. You could see how much it meant to him. He was so cute. And that he was, went up on the ropes and did his thing. 
I know. We all did feel like parents at that point to just being like, we're, we're here with you. I wish you could see us. But Drew, I guarantee you not that he's listening, although perhaps he is. You never know. You never know. Um, uh, people around the world were happy with that outcome, specifically the folks of Scotland who are holding a boatload of belts right now. Yeah. I don't know what happened. This is like the Scottish wrestling revolution. Who? There's so many Scots holding belts. Nikki Cross. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many yeah. Scots. There's like more that I can't even remember. But they're like, the Scottish are everywhere. I love and good it. Good for them. They're a strong people. Those are my people. So what's next for Drew McIntyre? Kate, are you Scottish? I am. I got a little Scott in me. I'm a little I love Scottish. the Scottish. When we were in Glasgow, I've never seen drunker people, and I'm from Wisconsin, so that is saying a lot. There was a man outside of yeah. a bar, 930 in the morning, threatening to fight me. It was unbelievable. There was no sports cool. on. The TVs were black. The bar <laughs> was slammed. Just with people, I, it was it was amazing. I love it. They are those are my people. You got to be hammered to eat the food. That's all I'm gonna say. And I love Scotland, and I want to go back to Glasgow. So yeah. I'm not gonna say anything more. They know they'll they will curb stomp you. They will literally they do know. Seth Rollins finisher <laughs> on you, but it's not so fun, and you don't you don't get it up. You never get up. You yeah, don't. no, yeah, no. You just eat the curb. No good. So who do you think? Who would you like to see now, Drew, go in to these next pay per views? What story arcs do you want to see? Who do you want to see him go against? Who do you think would be a good partner for him? I want to see him go with like, I want to see him go with one yes. of the talkers. Oh, like a yeah. Kevin Owens or like, or like, I want to see him go or like even, I don't know, like probably Sammy isn't a good or like a, a good match, but like an AJ, like one of the guy, like one of the like weathered indie guys, he spent like, he spent Yep. Plenty of time in the Indies. I want to see like kind of that PWG era come back in him, because um, right now he's yes. polished WWE. I want to like see him with some of the the veterans, the like indie. I could totally guys. see he, he and AJ putting on a hell of a match. As we know, AJ can work with anyone, so and good. that dude is yeah. a badass. I could also see if they do keep it a little bit more like action figure branded WWE content. I could yeah. also see Randy Orton. Going against, um, going against McIntyre, they could probably they could put on a hell of a match together. I mean, they dress alike, so they could do like the mirror routine, being like it's me, but (laughs) but it's really the other person. They could have fun. Um, That is uh, from Big Business, a great movie starring Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler. Check that out. So I could see Randy Orton if they want to go kind of like that way, um, or if they want to go the indie route. I would love Kevin Owens. I would love anything that Kevin Owens does because he's just one of my favorites. Kevin Owens, Kevin and Owens Drew? Drew would work. That's a that's an indie matchup. I would matchup. love that. That would be fun. Or you know who would really have a good takedown of Drew would be the uh, would be Bray, Bray Wyatt. Wyatt. We are going to talk about Bray Wyatt in a minute. There's plenty to. Oh my yeah. goodness! Bray Wyatt is Bray Wyatt, or Bray Wyatt is the fiend. Bray Wyatt is the fiend. He could unearth Ooh. so much dirt with uh, with Drew McIntyre's psychological past. warfare. I love it. Yeah. That's possible. Brilliant. So the other championship. So we'll yeah. see what they do with Drew. I really hope they keep him moving. Let him have the strap for a little while. See what he can do. And we also don't know. You know, he we for Vince, they, they base popularity off of merch sales and then also crowd reactions. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird. We don't know what the crowd reaction would have been. 
I think that we should base popularity Ooh. off of dimples because Drew McIntyre corners On both the dimple his market. Butt and his, his face cheeks. He's got double dimps. Oh. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> um, so the other championship match that we had was Braun Strowman going after the Universal Championship against Goldberg. Some call him Oldberg, which I agree with. Um against Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Speaking of matches that I'm not putting this on a best of. Braun Strowman versus Bill Goldberg is not no. on anyone's best of. But when it comes to the no. outcome, I was happy to see my boy, the monster among men, Braun Strowman, finally get the Universal Championship. I thought it was a kick-ass conclusion to a poor storyline from second one ever since Bill Goldberg stripped the fiend of the championship in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what his deal. Maybe James might know, but I I don't know what Goldberg's deal is now. He's got to go. He can't do anything. The spears were all weak. The the idea that he was going to pick Strowman up in a jackhammer was immediately laughable. <laughs> I do like how like Braun Strowman just tossed him over his shoulder, no problem. No problem. <laughs> Goodbye. But I I don't when Goldberg first came back, it was awesome, right? He came back. He had the storyline of I want my kids to see me wrestle. Sure. I want my, my son's old enough to know what's going on. I want him to see me win. So we did that whole match. And that was like a good story. And this is yeah. this is last year. Yes, that was a good story. But now I don't know what we're doing. Like, I know he's got to go. We did. We did your story. We've done it. So now what are we doing with you? Other than like kind of force feeding like bad matches to people and then you hurting people. Seriously, you would have to be the Jack Kerouac of professional wrestling writers to figure out a way to script anything with Goldberg. His, His mic skills are fine. I can't hear the words you're next anymore. Like, I don't know what he's bringing. You're. Next. Like, am I? I would love to be. Thank you. That would be awesome (laughs) if I was. It would also be nice if he said, you're next, like, in line to take over for me because I'm going to go back into retirement where I should be. And obviously, I'm not talking about anything personal. Just in the ring, he never should have had the title. The whole thing, Vince was... I feel like this entire match was Vince trying to walk back what happened in Saudi Arabia. Roman would have taken the strap if Mm -hmm. Braun didn't take the strap. Unlike what I think is going to happen with Drew McIntyre, where he's going to have a story arc that hopefully lasts maybe throughout the entire year. That is a bold prediction. I, that's what I'm I hoping. I know it. it never happens, but I'm hoping <laughs> unless, of course, you're a made man in Vince's eyes. But Drew might be at this point. I yeah. think with Braun, we're not going to see a, a very long Universal Championship reign because, again, Roman couldn't wrestle uh, with uh, issues of leukemia that he had previously. He has pre-existing conditions. Didn't want to yeah. risk the uh, the coronavirus scare. Makes a lot of sense. He's got a family. So I don't see that Braun is going to hold it for a long time. But even as a placeholder, I, I just love the fact that he's the Universal Champion because I also have the Universal Championship belt that I bought for way too much money. Oh, and you're now, twinsies. And now I'm twinsies. <laughs> you're twinsies. What do you think they're going to do with Braun? I, I, I don't. Well, and especially now, I don't know. I, I don't know what. I don't. I honestly couldn't predict anything at this point because now the shows are are pre-tape are legitimately so pre-taped what was the last pre-taped was monday night raw the last pre-tape or are they going to continue to pre-tape now 
This Friday's SmackDown was the 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 coming SmackDown was okay. the last pre-tape. However, there was a phone call with the WWE and I don't know who. Maybe the state of Florida, maybe someone other in the government. I don't yeah, whatever. know the proper terminology. The chick that always wears the scarf or something. I have no something. idea who Vince is talking uh, to. You know he's got Trump on speed dial, though, because they're like yeah. close friends. They're buddies. Um, Triple H was essentially asking for grace for WWE consider and trying to find a way to spin WWE as essential entertainment so they could continue filming. I don't I know agree. the outcome of that. However... I do know that they are going to resume filming at the Performance Center this coming Friday. Okay, so we're going to see I at don't least know how. the next few weeks of pre-recorded at the Performance Center. We're not getting to a crowd for a while. No, I don't know if they're shooting. I feel like they're shooting NXT, but I, I mean, I'd, I'd imagine if they're going to shoot NXT, they're going to shoot them all. Um, but that means they're going to bank a ton of episodes back to back to back to back to back, shoot them all within a handful of days. And the stories should make sense in theory. Right. Yeah. Like they have time now to, well, they have a week to sit in a conference room. And we all saw the conference room is big enough <laughs> for plenty of people to be six feet <laughs> <Yes>. apart. <laughs> it's a very nice conference room. Um, to, to like map out story. So I, I don't know. We'll see. We will, we'll see how it goes. And I want to talk about Kevin Owens here in a second because those, those two matches we were just uh, just spoke about, Drew McIntyre and Lesnar and Strowman and Goldberg, match quality, I'm going to give it a 2 out of 10, um, but we <laughs> yeah. were 10 out of 10 for outcome. Match quality that I thought was straight 10 out of 10 and 10 out of 10 on outcome was KO versus Seth Rollins. Woo, that was a good match. That was a fun match. Ah. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But before that, I want to ask you about Lana and and uh, the big boy, the big man, Bobby Lashley. This storyline, because Lana messed with Bobby Lashley, she said, do the spear, do the spear to Aleister Black, who I love. And Aleister Black said, I don't think you're going to do the spear, Mr. Lashley. And he hit him with the finisher. Night's out. Boom. You're gone. Uh, and now Lana and Bobby Lashley are in a bit of a feud. And Bobby Lashley said he needs a m- new manager, maybe a new wife. No one saw this coming. <laughs> what? So, with, no. Yes. But with the sort of shortened shoot time and more concise, you know, kind of um, scheduling, do they actually get this right? Is it possible that the Lana Bobby Lashley story 
Could they start a storyline? This would be the first time I would see a beginning, middle, and an end to a storyline in a very long time. Yeah. I, the Rusev feud, boom. We got the great-ass wedding. Rusev is popping out of the cake. I, I, we need to bring back Vacation Rusev. Like, somebody needs to I check in vacation on va- and Vacation Rusev. He's just sitting there in isolation with his Mai Tai and yep. his little puppies. I love Rusev. Could we finally see a full story arc storyline where now Lashley and Lana, maybe Rusev comes back for just like a match? Yeah. I don't know. But it's It's entirely possible because Vince can't rip up the script two minutes before they start shooting. Exactly. It has to be done. That that, uh, typical Vince move, without fail, on a regular basis, every Monday or Friday, he would come in and he would... He doesn't note anything until the very last minute. Right. The stuff that I've done for WWE, it would be going to air and you would get notes, which is unheard of in oh any sort of production. Like, it's too it's too late. It's right. already been... It's on the air and he's noting it. Uh, that's exactly what he does for the live shows. So that that has been removed. It's pre-taped. Right. You can't, you can't unfuck it now. So hopefully they don't unfuck. I don't even know exactly what it means in this case, but they don't they don't unfuck the storyline with Bobby Lashley and Lana. Let it go out. I want to see Rusev come back and I want to see him grab Lana and I want to see him um, uh, like go in to kiss her and then she said, "Oh yes, I love you too." And he says, "Psych, never never mind. Yes. You're alone now and, and you're going to you're going to die alone. AK, you're going to find a new man in 3 minutes if you wanted to, but nonetheless, you're not going to get this Russian dong. Yeah, I'm taking the dogs. And I'm taking the dogs. That, I'm okay with this. I like this. And I do like that Alistair Black is getting a solid push. Yes. Um, yes. I wish that it was against a better opponent to match his skill level. Like, yes. Alistair is such a good technical wrestler. And Bobby Lashley is a bodybuilder. Like, he's... He's a, a big builder. man. He does he's the classic. Big, yes, he's an athlete. He can put on hell of mat. Uh, I think he can put on a hell of a match, um, but it is solely reliant on the abilities of his opponent when it comes to doing more of the flamboyant, high risk kind of stuff. But he does yeah. all the power moves wonderfully. I mean, he's a great big man. Yeah, he's a big. He's a big, powerful dude. Um, and Alistair Black is so his his. Uh, technique is so smooth. It's it's very uh, it's kind it's very Japanese or very independent. Like he has a very smooth and like powerful style. Whereas Bobby Lashley is just kind of this big, big power, big power guy. And also Vince doesn't really know how to package uh, Bobby Lashley very well. That's one of the ironies of the archetype that yeah. Vince loves: the huge shoulders, jacked. You guys all know it's the it's the quintessential WWE frame. That frame also limits your ability to sort of be a little bit of a different character. People aren't going to believe mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley as, a, you know, as like a nerd or as like whatever character they yeah. want to make him. He's kind of Bobby Lashley. He's still, he's just like, I mean, I'm sure he's a sweet guy and I feel bad kind of saying this, but he's just kind of a meathead. Well, in the ring, that's kind of, that. that is kind literally his, his character. That's, that's, his that's the character. And Vince could most likely do better with that. Speaking of which, Brody Lee of AEW gave an interesting interview talking about how Vince only saw him as a redneck. Yeah. And Brody is like, dude, I'm from upstate New York. 
I'm really not this character, and obviously these people are actors, so they're not going to be the characters. For example, Undertaker is a devout Christian. He's so weird. Um, he's like very he's like Mister Devout Christian at all times, and it's like you play a satanic leader, you play a satanic cult leader on Mondays, so but okay, uh, nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. It's it's acting. But for Vince not to be able to see someone like Brody Lee as it, like once Vince has an idea in his in his head in his aging mind, <laughs> it, he just does not shake it out. No. So that's why that's why Brody Lee ended up leaving. Of course, he was Luke Harper in the WWE, but mm-hmm. that's why he said he left. He's like Vince just didn't see me as anyone other than a redneck, and he's like I don't relate to that character at all. It's obviously not getting over as well as it should. Yeah. And now, of course, he is the man. Uh, in uh, in AEW, now he's yeah. an enlightened cult leader. I mean, a totally different character than the redneck he played in WWE. Yeah, it's it is hard to see because also uh, this makes me think of I don't know why I draw the parallel to Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross in NXT had this awesome gimmick where she was like part of a psych ward that had gone awry, and like the inmates have taken the asylum, and now she's this cookie cutter like right hand to Alexa Bliss and it's so frustrating to see because I'm like oh my god her character was so fun and she was like this crazy psycho like insane lady and she she leaned into it she had it like the gimmick was on lock in NXT right uh and now it's so watered down and I feel so bad for her because I don't know how she comes out of this not being uh, anything more than Alexa Bliss's sidekick. You know, I actually disagree. I think that Nikki mm. Cross has really been able to make a name for herself, and now I put her on the same level as Alexa Bliss. And mm. to Alexa Bliss's credit, she propped her up. She helped her yeah. quite a bit because Alexa is one of the greatest. And I am not saying this to be hyperbolic. I'm, And I'm not saying this about – this is genderless. Alexa Bliss is one of the greatest on-mic talents WWE has ever seen. I agree. I I agree with you 100%. She's she can she can act. She is such a good see you next Tuesday. She is, she is such a good so she it's is great. so good. It is it's incredible. I love her. She's like Roddy Piper in the in a different package. Yeah. Um but I love her. So I actually think Nikki Cross because of that prop up from Alexa Bliss. Okay is doing better than ever. And she does kind of still have the wild woman character. She's still biting the ropes and going a little bit nuts. But you're right. It is not what it was in the NXT. Yeah, she's like wearing like pink and and yellow and blue. And like it's it's watered down. Like if... It is. But I, uh, at the same time, I understand like you couldn't break her out. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could. I have no... I. It is what it is. She's with... She's with Alexa now. <laughs> yes, we will see what happens. And of course, they ended up retaining... Um, the tag team championship belt. So it's still her. It's still Nikki Cross and mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss. They are the champions. And that match was pretty freaking solid. It was fun. It was yes. really fun. All right. Well, let's talk about Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens is what I am on last podcast on the left. He is a surrogate for the fans. Oh, yeah. Don't you think? I think so. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is like the guy on his couch who is like, I could be a wrestler, and he teleported to the ring. And and look at him, he's and he got his WrestleMania moment. And he got his WrestleMania moment. The match that he had with Seth Rollins, I thought it was the match, other than the Taker Boneyard match, which is totally separate because that is a freaking movie. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the match of night one for sure. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Um, 
the way that they kind of extended the match. KO did this. That match, I feel like, would have happened that way if there was a crowd or no crowd. Yes, I agree with you. I think that they... I mean, and I think the great thing about Seth is Seth can have... Seth will have a good match or Seth could have a great match on a Raw and on a pay-per-view. Like, you will get... You're going to get a great match out of him almost regardless of what the the situation is. And I think that showed tenfold uh, at WrestleMania. It was... They were so fun to watch together. They were. So fun. And I love... So, of course, they have this sort of moment in the match where Seth Rollins, he takes the bell, he hits KO with it. All of a sudden, uh, KO. It's a it's a DQ for uh, because in favor of Kevin Owens. KO grabs the mic. This isn't it. We're not ending it like this. Ring the bell. No disqualifications. It really was like because I I don't know how you felt watching it. I was like, oh man, are they just gonna end it like that? I had yep, I had the same feeling. And then when KO grabs the mic and it's like it's not over, I'm like it's not over. It's not over. Get him. Get him! He, he comes off the uh, the WrestleMania logo, and KO. That was the first match he's ever won at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And speaking of putting people over, Seth Rollins could not have done a better job. That was a hell of a match. That match works with an audience or not. And yeah. uh, just uh, kudos to uh, to Kevin Owens and Rollins for scripting a true story arc within a match that has no audience, which is extremely freaking difficult. It was so, they, like I said, they were just so fun. And to, there was a point where I was like, hey, how did he get up on that sign? <laughs> I'm like, that happened quickly. <laughs> I know. Wait, there, was, there was definitely a few like jump cuts where I'm like, oh yeah, I don't care. I mean, get him up there. I don't know. Get, I don't I don't even care. Get him Hoist up there. his ass up. Get Bobby Lashley sure. to help him pick him. I don't freaking know how he gets up there. I don't care. Whatever it takes. The crazy part is, is that if that were WrestleMania, so I don't know if you, have you ever been to the Raymond James Stadium in Tampa? No, I have not. It's the Bucks home stadium. Uh, the NFL team, Buccaneers, obviously. Home of uh, Tom Brady. Get used to saying of, that. Can you believe that? My brain is exploding. Bananas. I can't wait. I actually downloaded NFL Madden. Or is it Madden? I think it is Madden. Whatever the NFL game is for 2020. Madden. I downloaded it just so I can watch uh, football. Um, although I'm getting my ass kicked uh, when I, I play mean, online. But that's okay. It's it, it's okay. Uh, the Raymond James Stadium has a pirate ship in it. So I like at the end, like at the, the home team field goal line. Right, right. Uh, and they were going to do a bit uh, on the pirate ship oh that would have been awesome i know it's just like and this again i would try to get myself out of the mindset of like oh that could have been so cool uh but that could have been so cool that would have been incredible <laughs> they were gonna do yeah i guess like with the first couple scouts they did uh kevin owen said that he they were scouting a way to uh do some sort of uh big big money move off of the off the pirate ship that would have been on freaking real that so is so insane. awesome. That would have been a WrestleMania moment. That would have been a WrestleMania moment. But despite that, in this reality that we're living in now, Kevin Owens, you still get your WrestleMania moment. I think you did a great job. That match was great storytelling. And then we have to talk about, speaking of no disqualifications and speaking of storytelling, we also have to talk about Randy Orton versus Edge. Oh, how did you feel about this match? So Edge versus Randy Orton, obviously they used to be together. They were close friends. Edge comes back, turns on Randy Orton, or vice versa. I think Randy turned on Edge. 
Uh, it's hard to keep track in this dramatic world of masculine drama. Yeah. Um, but the no holds barred match, um, you know, Katie, I want to hear your thoughts because I just want to hear your thoughts first. I was, I was excited when this match started. Yes. I was 47 years older when it ended. It was was a long ass match. It was so long. And I think my problem with it is that the story for it being so long or the story that they had going in didn't require this match to be 37 minutes long. And it, right. you felt every 37 minutes because it wasn't fast paced. No. It was it was a hit, a slug and a hit. It was a 10 count, a nine count. Someone's back on their feet. It was another hit, another nine count. Someone's back on their feet for 37 minutes. And I was like, okay, I love the tour of the performance center we're getting. But I'm I'm tired. <laughs> I'm I, I'm over it. It felt like one of those dreams where you're moving slow and you know you're moving slow, but you wish you could move faster and you just can't. You can't. You can't get out of this mud. I wasn't sure if it was the edibles I was on or if it was the <laughs> length of the match. Everyone that I was watching with over Zoom did agree that the match was long, and I don't think they were on 100 milligrams of edibles. Oh, so my God. I took way too many. <laughs> I um, took too many. But <laughs> yes, that's kind of how I felt. But then also, I'm hit with the memory of Edge and how much I love sure. Edge. I, how much I love. He has some of the most iconic matches ever. He looks great. He does look great. Um but yeah, the for a, a no DQ match, um, there wasn't as much excitement as maybe one would expect. Although I did like what I am calling the Chris Benoit spot they did. No, where Randy Orton <laughs> attempted to string Edge up oh in weight lifting equipment, and I'm like, this is straight up how Chris Benoit died. That was a. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because that 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 take was making its way around the the unfavorable take of like I can't believe they did that. It's such poor taste, especially like a week after the the Benoit documentary just came out. Did they not think? Of course they didn't think, guys. This is the WWE. They do not think. <laughs> I mean, oh, I didn't know that people were dissing on it. That's kind of why I liked it. Yeah. No. There's there's like a whole there's a whole like subreddit going around of like it was in poor taste. Oh, oh my goodness! The WWE did something in poor, fa- in poor taste. No. I don't believe it. I would never. <laughs> Absolutely you not. Don't say. Absolutely not. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about what I think was. It stole the show. This is why part one is my my personal favorite. Also, because I was probably having fun during part one and extremely hungover during part two. So maybe that. Maybe that's also it. It's all relative. Um, But Taker versus AJ Styles, the Boneyard match. This was unbelievable. I was not expecting it. And what are your thoughts, Katie? I'm like, give these people a freaking Emmy. Here's the thing. I, uh, we all know how I, how my distaste for modern day Taker. I'm over him. Okay. But this is what we talked about. This was not, this was biker Taker. This is Biker Taker. Uh, I had to kind of eat my shorts because oh my. <laughs> because I thoroughly enjoyed this match. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, hey, we found something that Taker can do in modern in the modern day era of yep. wrestling. 
We a pre-taped segment, which I believe took eight hours to shoot. Oh, I, I freaking believe, believe sh- that. Yeah, they, I think they shot it over like eight hours. It was an overnight shoot somewhere in Orlando. Um, and the crew that shot it was actually, uh, or like the producers and the guys, the creative behind it was actually a lot of the people that were behind uh, Matt Hardy's deletion. So oh, you're getting, okay. Which the delete, the ultimate deletion was like a very cinematic. Yes. Uh, and 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 it's very. They also did like these cinematic matches in lucha. They've done it in DDT Pro in Japan. Like these aren't necessarily new, but it's new for WWE yeah. to lean in this hard. So it was. I mean, they did it really well. They did it. They did it really well. So well. And when it comes to bi- biker taker. He's he's too old for certain gimmicks. He's too old. The American for, badass, yeah. But the American badass, I think this character, if he wants to continue with the American bite, uh, badass driving down on what they used to call the Titan motorcycles, I'm not sure what he's what he's driving. Um, but he looks like the dude who, if you speak wrong at the bar, he's going to slam. He's going to slam his beer and then slam your face into the bar. He's going to crack the bottle. Yes. The music's going to stop and he's going to slowly approach you from the end of the bar. There's nothing like old man strength. Just the years of muscle, just the years yeah. of just just the the experience. He is old man perfect right now when it comes to yeah. biker taker. I believe it. I believe that he could beat the hell out of AJ Styles in a boneyard. There was a moment where I had like a near visceral reaction uh, and it's when uh, it's like th- it's like towards the end of the match. But um, Taker t- like takes uh, AJ by like the collar yeah. and he or and he's saying like, say my wife's name again, say it. And it's uh, like I had this visceral reaction. I did. Pre- I prefaced by saying I could easily see how this could be triggering for someone in like an abusive parental uh, situation because I was like, this has abusive father vibes written all over it. Like he was, <laughs> he was. I was just like, oh god, this is. I had. I if was your so daughter is dating AJ Styles, who is a little bit. I, I he is a bad apple. <laughs> He's just a bad. He's apple. a bad apple. Um, the it, it like like Taker had like a moment where I was just like, I could see how someone could be very uncomfortable watching this. <laughs> I, I would be extremely uncomfortable with having the ire a, of, of Taker. I mean, this is... Which is a good match. That's when you know it's a good match. It was perfect. It gave us everything we wanted. We got some tombstones. We got some we got some choke slams. AJ did a great job. The whole match was flawless. Obviously, as Katie said, it's an eight-hour shoot. They cut it down. What was that match? About 30 minutes. It felt fairly long. I don't actually know the runtime of that match. But yeah, it, was, it went on for a bit. But I did love uh, AJ's entrance. AJ's entrance coming into the coffin, everyone's like, oh, that's going to be Taker. And it's like, and then I was like, oh, watch out for Biker Taker. And then it happened, and I looked at the Zoom party, and I was like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. It was very cool. I told you guys. I got to be very Cartman like, which was awesome. I watch it. Yes. I'm 38 (laughs) years old. Sure. That match. That was a really fun match. That holds up. I think if there's going to be any match that is like included in WrestleMania lore forever, that match is, that's right up there with one of the greatest things I've ever seen in WrestleMania history. Easily. Like I would, I, and I think, and I, and I don't think we're alone in that opinion by any means because it was so new and different for a WWE audience. Um, and I want to give credit where credit is due because the people that, that 
did did work on this creatively have done these types have done cinematic matches before yeah um so it's not new but it is new for this audience yes and they did such a good job and if you're interested in more matches like this watch the ultimate deletion it's so fun and so weird and very on brand like it is you'll you'll see kind of the influences they also like i said they did this in lucha and they did this in Mm -hmm. um in ddt pro so there are these, if you like these matches, there's these, there's other matches like this to find and then thoroughly enjoy. And they hold up. Yeah. They hold up better than like an actual, than a, than a live match. Right. I mean, that match is going to be timeless. Yeah. That might be Taker's, that might be one of his best WrestleMania matches of all time. I would say easily a WrestleMania moment for, for Undertaker. And AJ, AJ bringing his hand up through the soil as he's being, uh, <laughs> you know, suffocated uh, by, by, by ground. And, uh, you know, Taker just unveiling uh, from, you know, the, the, the uh, unveiling on the tombstone AJ Styles' name. You're like, oh, a- Taker knew he was going to win the whole time. Yep. It was, it was awesome. It was, re- it was a really fun match. So that's what concluded WrestleMania part one. Braun Strowman, his match was before, so I was on quite a high. Let's talk about this special match that took place in WrestleMania part two. Of course, that is John Cena versus Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. The Fiend, in the funhouse. So, Katie, I I have a different feeling on this than I did with Taker Styles, but what are your thoughts? I... Uh, I I want to know I want to understand more about me psychologically why I I love this match. You did. I loved it. I thought it was weird. I loved the idea of where they were going. I loved exactly like I loved everything about it. And I know that I might. I I know that that is probably I don't know. Like here's the thing. I don't care what anyone like. Who cares what your opinion is? If you like something, you like something. Absolutely. I. Thoroughly enjoyed this match. I loved all the references. I probably want to go back and watch it again so I understand more of the, see more of the references because it did go so quick. Yes. Um, I love that Bray Wyatt was trolling uh, John Cena. Like the cookie cutting, the perfect uh, cookie cutter wrestler of all time in WWE. He can do no wrong in anyone's eyes. Yep. Is finally getting trolled and it felt so good. Like, yeah, fi- yeah fucking troll him with some Bellas. Like, let's do this. Right. I completely agree when it comes to Bray Wyatt and the psychology that he used against John Cena, bringing him back through the years, also putting him into like the NWO. Uh, they really kind of put a uh, a great mirror up to Bray Wyatt put a great mirror up to John Cena's entire legacy. My personal yeah. favorite trolling moment is when he was playing his hip hop character, which was so funny. I didn't watch wrestling during that time period. And I still refuse to go watch thug. And I just don't, I'm not going to watch it. I just can't. Um, so to see John Cena be like, Oh, I get it. I can only speak in rhymes. And then he would, but he continued to talk. And it, that I thought was really brilliant. My only complaint, there wasn't enough wrestling. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, I agree with that. That was my I, I only complaint note. because the AJ Styles Taker match was nothing but wrestling. It was yeah. so much action. And in this match, I got all the psychology. I got everything that I wanted. Mm. I just wish someone said, oh, also, this is a wrestling match. I, I, I take that note. I, I agree with you there. There wasn't a lot of wrestling. Um, I mean, what were yeah, the moves? It's hard what, to call what, it a match. What was, what I don't the even moves? remember. We had, I just remember them being in the ring together. The Mandible Claw. <laughs> The claw, and then there was there was it was like the claw, and then 
a follow-up spot and then the finish and then maybe another claw. It was it was very short. There wasn't a lot of wrestling. That was my only issue. And that's I, I was that. I was on the uh I actually did end up zooming for that one moment and I was on with Holden and Holden loves the fiends. I love the fiend too. But both of us were just like Oh, that was it. I felt like edging. I felt like, oh, I'm so close. And I was like, damn, but where's the match? I thought all of that was the precursor to a match. I thought at some point it would just turn into... I, John well, Cena didn't hit anything. I don't. He might have been injured. I don't know. What's your thoughts? Our, our Zoom party had a theory that this is the perfect time to finally turn John, John Cena heel. This, If there is yeah. a moment in history, this is it. He's finally been he's and he did go crazy. He lost it a little bit and he got like Bray Wyatt and got in his head and he and he and he kind of pinned Bray and he just kind of went to town on him. Um, that like that kind of cues me like, OK, if I'm if I'm creative. Right. We are leaning into uh, we're signaling that John Cena is going to go either going to turn heel, hopefully. Yeah. Like I would love to see John do s- something like. Yeah. Come back and just fucking lose your goddamn mind. Come out in some all black, ditch your shitty merch. The toddler Come out in all outfit. Black. Yeah. Ditch your toddler outfit, your neon green dumb merch. The worst merch. It's so bad. It's like the number one selling. I mean, it's something that grandmas so can buy bad. their grandkids. So I understand yes, why it's number one it. selling. I the grandmother it, but... isn't buying the fiend shirt because they're like, oh, I don't think that Tommy would look good. And that that's Tommy buys it himself, you know. Totally. Uh, but I think this is I think because like and it's not uh, John Cena is not full time. He's an actor now. Right. Like if you're going to do it, do it now. He's far enough removed from being the, you know, the the young audience sweetheart that he was to let's let's fucking Let's get a story out of this. I love it. I could. I would be totally down to That's see a dark team. John Cena. His, that entire era for me was like, what's going on with today's generation? They they <laughs> like this guy. He's such a, for him. lack of a better term, pussy. Even he's though he's really good at promos, he is That's where fine. he would always get me. I just so good at promos. I don't know. I was just coming off the Attitude Era, and then I and I would watch wrestling in my yeah. periphery, and I would be like, who is this guy? Like this Hulk Hogan wannabe. You know, like whatever. Um, when it comes to he just you know, spinner, he, he had a spinner belt. He had the spinner belt, and he was rapping horribly, <laughs> um, yeah. and all of that stuff. By the way, speaking of rappers, Our Truth is actually a good rapper, and I listened to some of his songs on YouTube. I love Our Truth, and I love everything he does. And he better kick Gronk's ass for the twenty four seven belt soon. Our Truth can do no wrong in my eyes. I love period. Our Truth for president. I totally agree. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Real quick, before we move on, one match that oh, deserves yes, I have one more to be match talked too. about. Yes. Okay. Which one do you think it is? I was going to say Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Yeah, bring, yeah talk about Charlotte and, and uh, because Ripley because that was a great match. Becky Lynch, Shano was fine. It was fine. But it did lack something. I don't know what exactly it lacked. I don't know if it was energy. A crowd. I don't know. Katie, I mean, it was yes, a crowd. crowd. I know. I, like I said, I'm trying to pretend we're in a normal world, even though we're not. Um, I, but it did lack. It, it lacked. There were. I don't know if it was chemistry. I don't know if their chemistry wasn't good. Right. Or hasn't been good. Like there was just something missing in that match. And I wanted it to be better because it is. I love Becky Lynch and I think she's the greatest. But as far as women's matches go over the weekend, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley yeah. fucking brought the house down. Yes, they did. And I was talking to a couple of my friends who were shooting that match. And I was like, this match is amazing. And in their eyes, like the crew's eyes, uh, they were like, that was their that was their favorite match of the weekend. And I was like, it 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 had everything. It's yes, got it everything. <laughs> it was awesome. And I think despite the fact that um, Charlotte, she's now the NXT champion, which I don't know what that means. I guess that's great. She's going to be on NXT more. Yeah. It's interesting the way they're kind of blurring NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. Like these kind of Mm -hmm. universes are sort of colliding a little bit. But I also think despite the fact that Ripley lost, she also got over. Oh yeah, for sure. She, she looked great. You saw her this weekend. You saw you didn't even if you don't watch NXT, you weren't very familiar. You saw her this weekend. You were like, "Oh shit." For I was surprised they did they did um kind, they kind of sexed up her her gear a little bit. She came out in all white. A little bit. And like she's normally like the kind of like a badass like yeah. in in like mostly in black. Um but she was like a little sexed up for WrestleMania and I was like, "Okay, good. Go girl." I saw her when I was hanging out with my friend Jay Raves, who she's a wonderful independent wrestler who's going to be extremely successful. Um, but I got to see Rhea Ripley in real life. You, there's you, she is beautiful. Like it's yeah. it's really kind of crazy. She's TV doesn't so pretty. Not that TV doesn't do her justice. I don't even know what that means. But she is just a stunning. All of them. Keith Lee. I saw uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Like I mean, Keith Lee. You know, he's a little, he's my little meatball. He's fun. Um, I, I adore him. But they're just they're just very they're very pretty people. They're very, yeah. very There's pretty. There's a reason they're at the top company. Absolutely. Um so I agree. Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, that match was awesome. And then my match, my like little my little personal favorite oh. match is my little meatball. Oh, Otis. My heart exploded. versus Dolph Ziggler. You know what? A big man can find love. Mandy Rose. And Otis, they finally got to embrace. And Mandy said, thank you, Otis, for taking me away from that man who's in very good shape, who has a degree in political science. Sure, he's smart and attractive, but Otis, you eat a lot of food. Does Dolph Ziggler have a degree in political science? Yeah, he does. He's like got a law degree and stuff. He's a smart guy. Uh, you wouldn't know it, but he is. You wouldn't know it. <laughs> and um, and Otis, so Otis versus Dolph. Otis, obviously, for those that don't know, he wins. And uh, it was great. And then Mandy oh. is like, I love you. And then Otis is like, I love you. And they kissed. And, and Otis opened his mouth a little bit when they kissed because he liked it. But then, of course, she kept her mouth shut because that's how actors are supposed to kiss. Um, but it was very cute. And I was happy that Otis got love. <laughs> they did not social distance at all. In fact, they 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 ran right past social distancing. They're going to have a baby. 
That's what I hope <laughs> happens. I hope they find love in real life. Otis I want is, them to find love in real life. Know, I'm rooting for I this do. in real life. <laughs> it's like way too much, which I'm sure is not even like a, a thing that's happening. They're probably both uh, with other folks in their own li- real lives. But I just loved it so much. And my concern with Otis as far as, well, not my concern, but you know I love heavy machinery as a tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing, what did you think about Otis on his own? What did you think as far, like I missed Tucker. I actually, I mm-hmm. love them together so much. But do you think that Otis showed he could be a singles competitor in, in the future? I mean, the match was, it was a solid I- match. I think you're on to something when I do think Tucker is going to get left behind. You think so? I, I think you're right. I, I After watch, I was thinking about that when I was watching it because he can hold his own. He can move. He can, he can move for a big boy. Yes, he can. And he can. And he's he's got such a he's so lovable. He has he has that X factor, as they call it. Yes. You see him and you're like, I don't know what it is about this guy, but I absolutely adore him. Yes. And I want him to win. Yes. Um, He's so And on top of that, he can move. Yes, I agree. My only pushback is this. He's he is a round man. He's a round man. He is. But he's not that big. No. Could he actually where do you sell him? Because he probably weighs, I mean, obviously he weighs more than Dolph Ziggler, but we're, he's like 5'8". So yeah. he's not like, he, he probably weighs 225 pounds mm-hmm. in that little stacked up frame of his. That's my only thing. Is he like, I've never seen it. I would have, you, you remember that wrestler Booger, like what was it, Buster Booger or something like that? Or like the dude. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He's yes, just I like can't huge. remember the specific reference. That's my only thing is like, is he Physically, I don't know, he's built at 3.30. Three, oh he's my 5'10 goodness. and built at 3.30. <laughs> There's no way he's 3.30. <laughs> no, I don't know. And I don't think he's 5'10 either. But yeah, um, but yeah, I don't. that's my only thing is like, does he have the physical attributes to, uh, to be a, a lone star? He definitely has the skills. But if that is the case, I don't want to see Tucker go the way of Marty Jannetty. And if Tucker is not getting the love in WWE... There's plenty of room in AEW for a person of his talent because I for sure. I just I He's just don't want to see him I just don't want to see him left behind because I don't think he deserves to be left behind. I think he's done a great job with heavy machinery. Mm-hmm. He's done absolutely nothing wrong and I feel like as we saw as I mentioned earlier in the elimination chamber match, I think they let Tucker unleash a little bit. Yes. The dude can move. He can move. They can both move. They really they're, can. Yeah, they're really really great. Um, I don't like I don't know. I mean, I hope that like I want everyone to succeed always, but unless they're assholes. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know what happens, but I think there's always between tag teams. You said it last week. I think th- there is always somebody that there is always a star always. and there's always someone that's that's the that's the backup singer. Um, and I and I feel like Otis is definitely the star. <laughs> yeah. But then again, you kind of repackage Tucker in a way. I don't want the thing is Otis is one of those guys that I truly never want to see be a heel, at least for the foreseeable future. For sure. But I could see Tucker straight up playing into that storyline. Screw you, dude. You're going to try. Yeah. You're taking the spotlight. I brought us to the top. Like Tucker could straight up, you know, go after he after Otis and in a kayfabe way, I could watch a Tucker versus Otis match. 
and and that's and like those are the best rivalries are the ones yeah. that start with and like a like a tangible relationship of like everyone knows these two together you can clearly see otis is the breakout star tucker gets jealous he flips and like and throws it back at him like why did you leave me behind how yeah, dare you i could I'm see that pro- i'm gonna show you i'm gonna prove you wrong now i mean Absolutely. No, no matter what tucker's got a contract to fulfill and hopefully they yeah. don't just throw him away he doesn't deserve that i did just hear um hot off the the hot goss that i'm getting uh, is that the plan is for three episodes for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT to shoot. So they'll have three weeks of pre-tapes okay. within this next so the, round of shooting. So we'll be brought into May, and then May, that's a toss-up. They may be able to start doing shows with a crowd. We just don't know yet. So worst-case scenario, we wait until June. And I think that's pretty well set, not in stone, but in, in a... It's solidifying that June, we should be getting back to normal when it comes to uh, to yeah. crowds. Maybe not stadiums. Maybe they go back and do smaller, what looks to be people, 200 people. Like yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yes. So who knows? Who knows what happens with Tucker and Otis? I hope if they want to start a little feud together, I have no problem with it. Otis, congrats. You got Mandy Rose. She didn't like Dolph anyway. It was cute. Um, the open question that I had to... The Zoom party that we were on was what? What did what's Sonia Deville's story now? Why? Wait. So wait. Why is she? I get that. I get. We just kind of skipped a couple chapters, right? Where like she. So what's the motive? What's the motivation here? Uh, yes. Why is she teaming with with? Why is she valeting Zach down now? I was very confused. I was like, wait, what is yeah, happening? Valeting, valeting <laughs> Dolph. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't know. I wasn't sure exactly what happened with that either. Obviously, Sonya Deville, badass. Um, she's formerly from the MMA universe as well, which is kind of interesting. And we're going to talk about this more going forward in the future. We'll get to uh, a little well, bit her here. Her character is from the MMA universe. Oh, she actually is not. She's not. She's not a former fighter. She uh, isn't. I thought that she, that wasn't her character. Kayfabe. Is yeah. No, I thought the same thing. She is not, so she would not be, because they're talking about doing something now. The WWE obviously totally, totally leaning into branding MMA con- uh, fighters versus non MMA fighters, and really kind of branding the women's division in this way. Yeah. Um. But I didn't realize that that she was not. I thought that she really was. No, she's not like an actual. She trained as an MMA fighter, but she wasn't an actual MMA. She wasn't like a build MMA fighter. So, but they use part of that as her character. Uh, oh. So there's like a little bit of a gray area with her as far as like being an actual, like a- actually being an MMA fighter. Interesting. All right. Well, we will see what goes on with those storylines. That's a little WrestleMania recap. Um, just briefly here, Nia Jax has returned. She was back on Monday Night Raw. I, I am, for one, am happy to see Nia back. Um, I don't know why she got so much heat. I understand she accidentally cut Becky. It happens in the ring. I think that oh, Nia is a great wrestler. But I mean, she, yeah, she, she is, she wasn't, she's always, she's kind of a, like a hard hitter. Yes. Uh, and when she did crack Becky open, she gave Becky her moment. She did. Like, she totally it was a botch, Becky. But like Becky fucking, that is an iconic shot of Becky Lynch. It like all bloody yes. in the, in the stadium in her torn up SmackDown shirt. Like it is iconic. It really is. So Nia Jax is back. Also a bit of a shakeup. Apollo Crews is now going to be on Monday night raw. Get it, Apollo. Hey man, you know, 
I think Apollo, I think he's a great high flyer. He's got a lot of potential, nothing but upside. I just hope they use him right. It's kind of one of the weird things, one of the double-edged swords of getting called up. Not that he wasn't on the big leagues before he was on SmackDown, but it is like, okay, you're on Raw. This is like the biggest show. Yeah, it's almost safer to stay at NXT and, and build your name at NXT the, to the point where you cannot be buried when you go to the main roster. Yes. and That's the scary part about, about getting pulled up. Even then, they can find a way yeah. uh, to bury people. Um, as we saw with whatever happened to E3, whatever. Like there EC3. Was, oh, my God. My heart still breaks for EC3 because he is a specimen. Where is he? No idea. No clue. Uh, and I don't. EC3 was he's an independent wrestler that got pulled up to WWE um, he is a specimen. He, he is zero percent body fat, and he's yes. handsome, and he had a great gimmick. I don't know he if was he's like handsome, the one percent. He's like he's like traditionally handsome. Okay. Um, he he looks like someone that would be in like a Calvin Klein ad. Okay. Right? I mean, I think he kind of looks busted up, but that's just me. Do you? I Maybe mean, it's I think the one percent have... gimmick because he comes out in like a suit. And, like, he has this – he's a great heel. He was so good. Yeah, you want to cheat on your husband with him. I understand. I'm not – No. No, that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, Definitely not my type. But he's – like, he had had such a good thing, an easy marketability to him that I'm shocked that they haven't done anything with. He didn't even show up in the Rumble. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, the WWE is so weird, and I don't – the politics behind the scene – you know, if you want to get some insight into that, Jim Ross's podcast is always great because everything mm-hmm. that he talks about is in hindsight also. So he like they will talk. He there's like there's a lot of drama with these boys and gals. Um it is high well speaking of being buried, a lot of people believe Jack Swagger was buried. Now, of course, it's Hager. Uh he is in the AEW and he is going against John uh Moxley. What do you think about this? Do you think that now he's Jake Hager, of course? Uh, formerly Jack Swagger. Um, what do you think? Do you think that he is? This is too soon for him to I, get I, a uh, a shot at the belt. For, I've never been on the Jake Hager train. Like I've never been. I wasn't very familiar with him in WWE. So when he came well, to AEW, in and there was such a pop. He actually he was with Dirty Dutch Mantel, and he played this Tea Party character that mm-hmm. actually oh, that's it, was, right. yeah, yeah, it yeah. was kind of over. Yes, it was. And this is pre-Trump era. This is pre-Trump. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is this is years and years ago, and they and they came out to like the like a version of the national anthem, and it was very like patriotic, yes. and they were the bad guys. Um, but it, I wasn't. But when he came to AEW, and there was a pop for him, I and I'll be completely honest with everyone here, I wasn't entirely sure why. I was like, so like, so what? fucking it's that guy from w like it was a guy that i barely remember from wwe so i'm not as familiar with him as i probably should be um so i've never been on the jake hager train in addition to that yes (laughs) so so swagger great heel character a little bit too over in some spots where he was a face and i'm like i don't know about all that um because of course he played this kind of controversial tea party dude whatever um But that character had some longevity. It had some legs and then kind of trickled away into what became Jack Swagger, which was they had the patriotic sort of tinge to it. But he really kind of was left in limbo, just sort of floating in space. Yeah. Comes back as Jake Hager. 
And now, of course, he's in the inner circle. I would say he's like the number one goon. He's like the main dude protecting There's Chris a Jericho. Perfect term for him. He is Chris, the number one goon. As Chris Jericho sits in his hot tub drinking a bunch of champagne uh, as Le Champion. It's pretty great. I love Jericho so much. A little he's, bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. So now he's going against Mox for the title. Now, some people are saying Jake Hager is not ready to win. But if his character loses, it's also going to be a massive blow for him going forward. But Katie made a great point before we recorded, and that was regarding the bench on AEW. Can they even bury someone? Yeah, I don't think they can afford to bury someone. And I don't think that they... Because I feel like when you bury someone, you do it for various reasons. Like if, as the company, as the WWE would, you bury them because they're injured, they're going away, there's a contract dispute, or... Right. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. Right? Uh, and I don't think... And I think AEW is more unconventional when it comes to their storytelling of like, I don't think if he does lose, he loses for a reason. So mm-hmm. I'll give them that. Like, I think that they use wins and losses to build character, which is something they that do. WWE doesn't do as often as they used to. Definitely. I mean, AEW, they still do like the win-loss uh, yeah, they have really like, leaning into it. I like it. I the mean, scorecard. Yeah, I kind of like it. You know, keep the kayfabe up, and yeah. it does matter. Winning and losing in in this strange world of professional wrestling, it still does matter. Uh, but yeah. obviously, you can lose and have an amazing match, as we saw with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Rhea Ripley is stronger than ever, uh, even though she lost. So it's not you know, yeah. it's not necessarily indicative on career success, but. And I mean, any match with Moxley is going to be great. Moxley, so, he is doing he's an animal. He really is. I'm excited for the match. I think it could be really solid. AEW, when it comes to surviving what we're going through right now, good thing Tony Khan's got deep pockets. Oh boy! Because otherwise, they would have been done. Like, talk about a death blow. And I can't remember if I said this before we were film- recording or not. Um, they ha- AEW does have episodes in the can. I don't know how many they have. They My friend wouldn't tell me how many episodes they shot. Oh, these <laughs> bastards. Uh, but nonetheless, they have something, for the, for, uh, something to watch for the foreseeable future. So yeah. uh, best of luck, obviously, with AEW. You can always watch AEW Dynamite on Wednesday's flip back between them and NXT, although NXT right now, the storyline, this was the only thing that I kind of missed was the lack of uh, Ciampa and uh, and Gargano. That storyline right now is like so hot and uh, it would have been cool if they could have made like a WrestleMania. Well, and the crazy thing about that storyline is that is the match that, I mean, it's so, it is, it's of course, if anything's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong. Um, That is the match that people have been waiting for, for, years because they were supposed to have it no no i was just gonna say do you think that they waited do you think they're waiting for a crowd for that one i mean i like it i think they're i think it's airing this week oh and they've already did they film that one already i think they already sh- i think they already shot it i could oh, be mistaken but damn. i'm pretty sure they okay. already shot it um, okay. but that's the match that has been building for years because they have like Gargano and Ciampa are so good together. Oh my god, they it's are magic together. They're they are so good together, and against each other, obviously, they've had such legendary matches. That when they were building towards this match towards last to two WrestleMania, regardless, it was um, Ciampa Gargano a couple years ago had this amazing feud going. Ciampa got 
needed neck surgery. Mm -hmm. They had to postpone the match. They did a, a version of it at TakeOver anyway with, uh, with I believe, Gargano, Adam Cole, which was mm -hmm. great. Yep. And it was so good. And that's where Adam uh, Cole got the championship, correct? Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't Ciampa. It, it just still wasn't Ciampa no, Gargano. Wasn't. And now and we have both of them healthy and we can't get a fucking audience <laughs> in there to see it. Oh, my God. Well, whatever Brutal. life throws at you. Uh, you never know. You never know. This is why you got to be you got to be flexible like the wings of a plane. You never know when the turbulence is going to hit. Um, all right, everyone. Well, there you go. WrestleMania recap. A little bit more. Uh, thank you all so much for supporting the show. Uh, we really appreciate your feedback. Katie, go, go. What is it? Go for Katie. It's go for Katie on Twitter and the battle cat on Instagram. The battle cat on Instagram. You mm -hmm. can find me on Instagram. Ben Kissel one. Uh, ben Kissel on Twitter. Occasionally, I'll take a gander and see what that's all about. So thank you all so much for supporting the show. We really, really appreciate it. I also want to thank Molly McCoy for mentioning, uh, for mentioning our show. She's also a wrestler on sportsskeeda.com. Um, this is a quote from her. She says, I have rewatched every new episode of Dark Side of the Ring and BuzzFeed Unsolved multiple times. All great. About to binge through every season of Lucha Underground and Riptide Pro Wrestling. Big fan of the last podcast on the left and their wrestling side podcast. It's kind of fun. Oh. So thank you so much for the shout out, Molly. That's sweet. We, uh, that's, that's very sweet. And best of luck with everything uh, in your career. And hope you stay safe and stay healthy. Um, so, yes, thank you all so much for your support. We're going to keep on trucking. And, uh, yeah, we'll just continue on throughout 2020. Continue on continuing. That's it. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. And Katie. We got it. <laughs> you got it? We got it. <laughs> That's a perfect catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.